That's Paddy 13. The teachings of a saint can lead to spiritual freedom, but to malign a saint will lead to continuing transmigration. To malign a truly good person can only bring you to damnation. People will become aware and ostracize you. You will be left on your own. Any inner peace will leave you. You will become spiritually barren. A person with no refuge, a polluter of all. Yet if a good one is moved to mercy, they can save you and take you back into their fellowship. However, should the maligners persist in their denigration of a saintly one, it will begin to have an effect on their physical being. Their appearance and lifestyle will begin to change as their earthly damnation becomes ever more effective. Eventually, they will lose their all and become destitute, both in body and mind. Again, though, at the sainted one's wish, they could be raised to immediate worldly eminence. The person with a vituperous tongue tends to be extreme in all things. They are ill at ease everywhere. As prosperity leaves them, they become forlorn and a target for disease as they sink ever deeper into the mire of total despair. They are punished in this way as arch-fiends, accursed of God. In spite of all this, the saintly one can still save them whenever it becomes their wish. Only a person with a tainted mind can think evil of a saintly one. In life, shunned by all, without friends, driven hard by vanity and worldliness, they themselves avoid the approach of goodness. As in life, so in death. There too, they will find no resting place. Only the saintly one who was disparaged can ever, in personal graciousness, bring such a person to peace. Battled in life, their ambitions thwarted and futureless, so become the discreditors of the saints. They manifest only a mortal's form as they become ever more hollow within. Their efforts in life will bring no reward. Their vanity will constantly mislead them. They become people with no support. Only a saint, moved to mercy, can save such a person. Even ill will born to a saint will bring in its wake physical retribution. As their vitality and general health deteriorate, so the inner hungers also will remain unsatisfied due to a dearth of spiritual food. As an outcast in society, immersed in falsehood, without the truth to sustain them, what can they do? Their very nature itself is a gift from God. They can only be as God has willed. Oh, unfortunate, ill-formed, maligner of the saints, born to hopelessness, a spiritualist prisoner until eternity, suspended forever in the rounds of life and death, take heed. Forgo this experience. Remember that a person becomes as they love best. No one can choose their own ancestry. Only the Master knows the all of all. O feckless mortal, remember him who is all in all to all. The one to whom your gratitude is always due, he who gave you life, air to breathe, food to eat, he who ordains the way of all people, he who is both director and actor in his own place, who is king of kings, in whose will all things live, to whom no other can an order give. Fortunate indeed is that mortal, 
who visited by his grace becomes endowed with the gift of his praise. Astapati 14 Control your questioning mind. Concentrate your thoughts on God, for he alone can hear, help and comfort you at all times and under all conditions. Think always of the name. Regard it as a charm that you wear round your neck. Remember that only God is completely reliable. Mortals, by their very nature, are fickle, so that any reliance placed on them is often misplaced. It is only God who remains forever true, who appeases our needs, who keeps us alive, who assuages our hungers, and who keeps us from harm. Other mortals on their own have no power to help. Use all your senses to become aware of the formless one in every situation of your life. Remain pure by thinking of him and rendering his praises continuously. Behold him with your inner eye. Walk in his way. Join the company of people of faith. Listen and learn all you can of anything pertaining to God. Endeavour to orient your work towards God's service. In this way, your sins will diminish and your life will improve. Then God's approval will start to show in you and become reflected in your face. The enchanted ones are those in whom God lives and moves. The praises of God, the spiritually wealthy, the extollers of God's supremacy in word and deed, those who see the hand of God in all things. It is such, by such means that their inner peace could also come to you. Then it is that a person can begin to understand some of God's secrets, such as his manifestation in the name and his absoluteness as a Godhead. It is only by gaining such an understanding that a person can truly become aware of their own utter insignificance and be able to relegate to its rightful place worldly attachment and mortal affection. Only when one is freed in this way from mortal bondage can one start to admire the various qualities of God in the company of the holy, where anguish-free, possessionless and fast becoming detached from all cadets, the soul can now strive to become again ever one with God. When the mind becomes truly fixed on God, saint-like qualities start to appear. As a servant reflects the graces of his master, so a saintly one lives in the shadow of God, for success has crowned his efforts in searching. He has also finally found his Lord. No longer has he any fears. He realizes now for sure that God is at the root of all things, both spiritual and physical. In the whole universe, there is nothing that is born or dies without God being aware of it. Everything in his creation obeys his will. His power is incalculable. He is imperishable. He is never seen other than through his reflections without or by our own intuitive power within. All obey him. He is in all things. Only that person, specially graced by God himself, can practice their own spiritual entry into the presence of God. Such a person has truly attained to earthly glory. Their power now comes directly from God. Through this, 
they too can now achieve the normally unachievable. They too will be able to spiritually uplift people, relieve their sufferings and even save the world itself from overworldliness. Fortunate indeed is the one so endowed by grace, a veritable sainted one, whose life will so vibrate with the name that even in this life they become united with the fountain of all mercy and attain to earthly bliss. Such a one is indeed ennobled. It is by this complete acceptance of God as a constant friend and companion that a graced one rises automatically above worldly attachment. The graced one and God are always together, for they have experienced an actual earthly union with each other. They become at one with the source of all life. They and their master are acknowledged as the peaceful ones. Consider this. In so honouring any one of his servants, God is also honouring himself. Is not the servant a reflection of his master? As Paddy 15. Give yourself into the care of that perfect God who knows of all our troubles and without whom we are less than nothing. Mortals and things of mortality are all of this world and exist only for a minimal duration. On our own, without the name, we have no strength, for mortals unaided are helpless. Call on the name. It will mend your broken heart. It will ease your troubles. It will bring you numerous other benefits. It will provide a tender and loving care and is always present and available to help you. It is imperishable and immortal. Make it your only resource. It will lead you to success. The presence of God may be observed everywhere, in beauty as his light, in wealth where all riches originate from his gifts, in bravery where it is the Lord himself who strengthens the warrior's arm, in the one who sets himself up as being charitable when it is the Lord who is the real giver. Unfortunately, in mortals, all these qualities become clouded by egoism so that only those who see the error of their ways through the Guru's teachings and then correct them will obtain the Lord's blessing. The benefits of such a blessing will subsequently show in all of their actions. It is the Guru's word that provides spiritual guidance and support for ordinary mortals. Even as a stone must be ferried over a river, so the Guru's word can carry a mortal across the sea of life. As darkness is dispersed by light, and a track in the wilderness illuminated by a flash of lightning, so one's own soul may best be seen and located in the light of the Guru's instruction. If only I could find such a prop for my spirits, or the footsteps of a saint to follow. O oh God, please help me in this desire. O oh foolish mortal, why do you now bemoan your lot? What did you bring into this world? What preparation did you individually make for your own well-being? In this world, you obtain whatever it is that God has ordained for you, so accept with great grace his dispensation. Stop wandering in ignorance. Attach yourself to his name. Dwell upon the joys of nature. Come ever closer to him, and in this way all your problems will lessen. Then, at the end, with his name fixed firmly in your heart, you may enter his court with honour. Realise that in this life you have been given a wonderful opportunity to earn the fortune of the name. 
as a merchant. Go out into the marketplace of the saints. There, forego your pride and offer your soul in payment for a knowledge of the name. Weigh this then on the scales of your heart. Replace all your other earthly rubbish with this one commodity before preparing for your return to the other side. Others, less fortunate in their acquisitions, will shout their blessings to you as you leave, and on your arrival in God's court, your face will radiate your success. So few are able to deal in this commodity that I would willingly prostrate myself at the feet of any such one. In humility, always be prepared to wash, wash the feet of any such saint, accept the water as being sanctified. Dedicate your mind and body to their service. Honour even the dust made holy by their touch. Make your life an oblation to them, for they are rare indeed. In their company, learn to render God's praises. Become protected from the ills of this life. Start to follow the path to immortality. Take shelter at the door of such a saint. They can bring peace of mind and inner tranquility to whoever does this. God is omnipresent, all-pervading and ever-generous. He alone can restore the dead to life, feed the hungry and dispense his bounties. He alone is the one who gives us the courting to our past records. All is his. He alone is the doer. Your highest and most important duty is to remember him continuously. Then, should he touch you with his finger of grace, your life, as with that of all others so touched, will become filled with a new understanding of him. Become unwavering in your faith on the Guru's word. Through the teachings of the Gurus is shown a pathway to obtain a vision of God. Through them, your spirit will learn how to transcend all hardship. You will become known as a lover of God. You will be endowed with the truth in your heart, on your lips and in your appearance. In your daily work, you will start to scatter about seeds of the truth as you impress it on all about you. When a person becomes completely identified with God as the truth, then spiritually they become united as one. Ashpadi 16 O formless Lord, forever unseen, yet manifest in all nature, please become known to us individually, either through your bestowal of grace or our own intuition and conscience. Relegate to their proper station all of your worldly loves and affections. They are but transient. Make foremost in all your thinking the graciousness, mercy, kindness and forgiveness of the only one Supreme Lord. He who pervades all, sees all, knows all, controlling who there is no one, nor could there ever be. It is our constant wish that we should come to know him better through the services of those who know him now. Let us make this request as his humble slaves. As God is all in all to all things, he alone can fulfill our longings and give us refuge. By him, worlds and universes are made and unmade. He, as all joy, sends us our happiness and caters for all our other needs. Owning all, he can give all. 
even as he can be present in asceticism, so he can enjoy bliss. For in all places, in all phases, he is ever present. It is this knowledge that gives inner peace to his devotees, though very few fully realize this. Even as there is no limit to God's confines, so there is no limit to his works. All things act within his will. Of his origin, no one can ever tell. How can children speak of their father's antecedents? His will is made manifest to us through nature and his name. This is realized by all his servants who have good sense, sound knowledge and spiritual vision. All others will come and go in transmigration. He alone gives us our vision, whether high or low. He alone also limits our understanding. As the director, scriptwriter, actor or general cast as required in all of his own plays, God assumes whatever disguises he requires to play any part at any time, both parts and scenes being changed interminably by him. He can therefore appear in any part, in any place, at any time. We, as small part actors in his plays, he manipulates according to his needs. He does this through the medium of his grace, which can manifest itself in our hearts and minds. Listen ever for his instructions. Live in the constant contemplation of his name. It is his name that has inspired mortals from times immemorial and will continue to do so until eternity. It was his name that was the inspiration of all those writers of holy books, the Vedas, Quran, Bible and so on. It is the name which in the middle of all their worldliness causes people to stop and think. All things receive the support of the name though that support is ever greatest when humans join together to listen to, study or render the name with undivided attention. It is in the realm of the truth that the name has his mansion. He is the truth personified. True is his personality. True is his character. True is his word. True is his form and formless form. His creations are true. His actions are true. In addition, they are also unselfish and pure. Those who through his grace have become aware of his secrets know of his goodness, having obtained this knowledge through their faith in the Guru and his teachings of the name. Whenever the Guru speaks of the name, his words are true. So when his listeners concentrate, they too start to absorb the truth and begin to realize its implications. These same listeners will also begin to practice the remembrance of the name by thinking of God at all times. In this way they may join the saved. It is through this experience that they will come to understand that God is true and so are all his works. That he is so great that only he alone can ever know his own measure and worth. That whatever he wills comes to pass. It is in this newfound knowledge of God that men can rise to the heights of spiritual ecstasy, though this form of transportation can only be experienced by those who really come to understand the truth and become absorbed in God's love. These are they who through the Guru's word can now help others. 
these the ones who can save the world. Fortunate indeed is that mortal who meets with such a one and is able to serve them. Then they too, being in such company, will learn to love God and render to him his constant praise. To such a saint, give yourself unstintingly in their service. Make your devotions at their feet. In this way you may be saved from further rounds of transmigration. As to Paddy 17, long before time itself started to run its course, God, as the truth existed, in exactly the same forms as he exists in now, and will continue to do so forevermore. God is the supreme truth. From this it follows that his truth must permeate all his actions, and that therefore, through the worship of him, this same truth extends to his devotees. God is the truth. True is his touch, his worship, his vision, his name, his goodness, his word, his spirit, so that all of his devotees, the seekers after the truth, the seers, the worshippers, and all the others that come to him, learn for themselves to imbibe the truth as they reach out for an understanding of him. Like father, like son, God is the truest of the true. When God becomes as one with the truth in our understanding and hearts, then the doors to knowledge open. God will then be discernible at the root of all facts and in the essence of all knowledge. Through this new understanding and faith, a mortal will cease to be fearful, for as God comes into their lives, they will feel a melting of their inner selves as it joins in union with God. It is only by coming such a person of understanding that one may learn to reach out to God and then become as one with him. To the servant, the good master is a person to obey and owe allegiance to. So it is with God's servants. As they worship him, their way of living becomes more pure. They develop faithful hearts. They love their master's name, for they know that their master will always provide for and look after them. In turn, they will protect his honor, even as he helps them to maintain theirs. Realizing their extreme good fortune in finding such a bountiful master, they cling to his name and praise him with their every breath. God will veil his servants' faults and later eliminate them. It is God himself who exalts his servants by bestowing on them the gift of the name. The true servant's honor is safeguarded by God himself, even as he spiritually elevates them in this world. In this way, a servant of God gains the greatest repute. No ordinary mortal can even start to appreciate the strength of this God-given power. Whoever God takes into his service becomes a person of renown. God's grace, bestowed on the tiniest ant, can give it the power to crush the world. Whoever he decides to protect will be safeguarded by his hand. There is no other way any animate object can save itself. Any schemes hatched up will come to nothing. Only God has the power of death, preservation and resurrection. So why fear him? All are in the Lord's keeping. His ways are beyond our understanding. Keep trying to come ever closer to the Lord. Repeating his name will cause you to feel edified and uplifted. Many mortals, having obtained an understanding of the name from the Guru, make its repetition part of their lives. It becomes their wealth, comfort, love, companion and vision of constant beauty. Having absorbed it, they became name-saturated in body and mind. Their lives become as one long prayer. 
they extol the name at every opportunity. Calling on all their inner resources, they devote themselves to the constant repetition of the name. In following this practice with aswidity, they offset the urge to worldliness and come into spiritual peace. The past and present they leave to God. Their concern for the future lies only in their own ability to execute his will. Such mortals are the great ones. They live constantly in the presence of God. Let us admire them. They are truly worthy of being called perfect. Seek then in this life for such a person. Once found, offer your body and soul to them. The truly godly who have, have themselves found God are bountiful in all things. In their service you will find happiness, as that same service will encourage you to cease sinning. Once you have found such a person, stay with them, devote your worship to their feet, remain in their service, so that ultimately you will be able to leave this world in their care and never have to turn again. As Paddy 18, it is only after having made a union with God within ourselves that one may aspire to become a saintly one. It is only then that it is possible to save others by encouraging them to join in rendering God's praises and offering them companionship. As a shepherd attends to his flock, so a saint should look towards the needs of his disciples. He should offer them kindness, spirituality and the necessary knowledge to subdue the passions, abstain from worldliness and finally enrich their minds through an understanding of the name. How fortunate is that mortal who finds such a person to cherish and enlighten them. Having become a disciple, the mortal must learn to accept the Guru's discipline. They should then become self-effacing, occupy their minds with thoughts of God and surrender their hearts to the Guru. Whoever does this without thought of reward will surely succeed in their purpose, for due to the Lord's kindness, that mortal who is moved to learn from the Guru will eventually become united in the bosom of the Master. Only when the disciple is able to satisfy a saint as to their fitness will they be granted the knowledge of God. The saintly one, being as one with God, can both bless and revitalize the disciple. A saint's power is obtained from their constant immersion in the love of God. This is the way they become as one with God. Such saints are extremely rare and hard to find. Only the grace of God can bring you together. Even being able to look at such a saint will make a mortal feel blessed. By making your obeisance to their feet, your cares will depart. In their company, you will learn to render those praises to God which will ultimately lead you to God's court. Such praises are pleasing to the ear, appeasing to the soul, and bring the mind to tranquility. The excellencies of such saintly persons are beyond count and un unappraisable. Saints of this caliber can turn an ordinary mortal into a saint with just one all-embracing glance. But to become so united with them, you must first win their grace. All thanks are due to our gurus whose favor has enabled so many people to meditate on and come to an understanding of the one immortal God. The one giver God of all bounties, beyond all praise, the only true being, beyond mortal description, transcendent, inconceivable, unattached, the one that does not need embodiment, who bears no malice, who wishes peace for all people, who irrespective of our learning will always be beyond our understanding, the one to whom all offer their homage in its various forms, 
even as all the saints and holy ones cling to his feet in contemplation and meditation as being the only all in all. To learn to love God in this way comes to very few ordinary people. But once this knowledge is obtained, then that mortal becomes an immortal. The gurus were such ones. The name of God was always to the front for, forefront of all their thinking. It was this which enabled them to convey the truth to all their disciples. They remained detached from worldliness in their constant pondering over their wonderful Lord. Even the approach of, of a saint can dispel the mental darkness of superstition attachment and sorrow. Saints of this quality can also soothe our mental anguish, remove our sorrows and substitute inner joy. As we listen to their teachings, so our souls and minds find peace. We no longer worry about the problems of life and death. Our awe and fear is removed. Our simple hearts are washed clean as we listen to and meditate on the name of God. At such times, God favors us with his presence as we render his praises. A feeling of serenity comes over us as our wandering spirits become calm. Our God is both absolute and related. This reconciliation can never be fully appreciated by any mortal. His wonders of creation are his own. Only he can value them, for only he is great enough. He is completely interwoven in nature, in beauty and in love. With his art manifesting itself throughout nature, glimpses of him may be obtained through the Guru's teachings. Observing nature and his other reflections, one becomes filled with wonder. Acknowledge ever his greatness and our own utter insignificance. As Paddy 19 In the valley of death, only the name can travel with us. We become deserted by all health. Let us try to remember this so that in life we may prepare for this journey by always trying to obtain a better understanding of the name and its portent. Allow the name to become the panacea for all your ills. Devote yourself to its cultivation. Question holy people. Think about it. Make it your mental sustenance. The saints who should know will tell you that the name has the power to bestow immense wealth. So hold to it tightly. Give up other resources. Concentrate all your trust on this one panacea and then watch your life's problems start to diminish. Why spend all your time chasing that which will ultimately be valueless to you? Wealth everlasting can only be obtained from the Lord. The comforts that you so seemingly urgently need may be substituted for by the mental peace that is obtainable following a saint's instruction. Surely, the everlasting glory obtainable only from God is preferable to any earthly acclaim. Additionally, bodily or mental ills may be cured by a sincere and contrite continuing supplications of the name. The name is considered as a cure-all by devotees. Cherish it. It will bring you heavenly acceptance. By saturating yourself in the name, your thoughts will cease to wander and you will gain the Lord's protection. Some will even begin to feel the actual indwelling presence of God. Under the name's protection, the shackles of worldliness are loosened. Fear departs, so that mortals may rise above the fear of death. The heat of the age will be cool. Love and devotion will enlighten the mind. All these benefits will come to you through cherishing the name. Only the name can lead you to everlasting peace and immortality. To remain engaged in the various factors of worldliness 
will surely bring you to a continuing ground of transmigration. Now is the time for you to become interested in matters of the Spirit. Join the fellowship of a saint. Start to apply yourself to God's service. Direct your thoughts towards God, for he is the only true support for your soul. No amount of reading or studying of holy books will help you without you undertaking some form of positive action. Give yourself wholeheartedly to the Lord, as with his help all things become possible. Why continue to worry about your earthly wealth and attachments when at the end none can stay with you? Detach yourself from earthly affections and worldliness. No one can properly serve two masters. With worldly attachments, how can you be free from worries? In any event, all your possessions are themselves only transient. Consider the original giver, the ever-bountiful Lord. Any unwillingness to recognize his part and presence in your life will surely lead to your damnation. Intellectual prowess that is devoid of compassion is worthless. Cultivate that love of God in which all things may grow. Let his presence bloom in your heart. Obtain in this way the ability to think clearly, so that the mental darkness in which sin flourishes will cease to exist. Think always about the name. Talk about it. Encourage others to regard it as the only true and essential thing. Render the Lord's praises at all times. They who continue to do this will be saved. By continuously rendering the Lord's praises, there is ever less time for the intrusion of ego and evil thinking. The act of praising God will itself wash the mind. Think always about the name. Render it with every breath. Seek only for the wealth of the name. This will bring you to inner happiness. Become a merchant of God and trade in his name. By this means, find earthly tranquility and glory in God's court. Become that fortunate person who has learned to see God's reflections everywhere. Confirm always to yourself his oneness. Love him alone. Render his praises as to one without limits. Witness his presence in all the actions of your mind and body. Adore only him at all times, for he alone is both all and one. He fills all spaces and all places. He is ever expanding. To recognize him in his entirety is impossible. Be guided by the Guru. Allow your mind and body to become drenched in the love of God. Aspadi 20 O Lord, having been one of your wayward children, please may I now return to your care and enter again into your service. O Lord, may I in all humility ask you to give me an understanding of your name. Please may I also be directed to find the finding of a holy person so that I can learn more about you. May I learn to render your praises unabatedly with every breath. Devote my life to your service and worship in love at your feet. You are now my only shelter and support. Please enlighten me with your name. The ultimate challenge to worldliness is to find grace with God, as only that can bring us to everlasting peace. Those who have been so blessed have no doubt about the changes it has brought about in their lives. For when a person withdraws from the many harrowing streams of life and seeks the Lord's refuge, it then becomes possible for them to direct all their energies towards the finding of God within themselves. In this way, their minds are illuminated. Very few are able to adopt this course, but those who do 
and love the master find perfect peace. Thoughts and desires without action become wasted. God desires your service. By serving God, the spirit becomes brightened, happiness invades one's being, spiritual illumination is obtained, the elimination of the fear of transmigration comes about, dreams and longings are satisfied. In this manner, learn to feel ever more strongly the presence of God everywhere, as you come more and more into union with him. This is the path to becoming at one with God. Remember always that God who does so much for you, he who appreciates all the service you render to him, who gives us everything, including life, who protects us at birth and who can take us away from worldliness. It is a rare person that is not forgetful. Only that odd one, enlightened by the Guru, and so shown the bright path to unity with God. It is only through such a one's teaching that one may become a true servant who will always remember his master. Meditation is the answer to forgetfulness. By practicing, whenever the opportunity offers, you will obtain inner tranquility. Practice this approach to honoring the name. Teach it to others. By its practice in love and devotion, you will become detached from worldliness. A spiritually drowning person will find it their only help. It is a general panacea. Loving the name will bring you to everlasting peace. Now, knowing this, why not devote yourself to this perpetual store of goodness? When a person becomes graced by God, they will always know it within themselves. The eternal yearnings of the soul will cease. A feeling of transcendent love will swamp the mind. Mental comfort will be obtained. Even to see such a person will bring gladness to others. To serve such a person will lighten one's heart, as these rare beings are saturated with love. How fortunate if one is able to meet such a one. Ask of them this favour, that you be given the ability to practice the presence of God. Unaided, this is impossible but a saintly one can help you, for God is everywhere. As low, ignorant and insignificant mortals, devoid of virtue, please may we approach you, O Lord, to request your protection. We know that you are a kind and forgiving God, responsive to love, always merciful, a shepherd to your human sheep, the primal being, the cause of all causes, the creator and the very breath of life for those who love you. Please let us worship you and become so inwardly cleansed that we may attach ourselves to your name by the ties of our spiritual and physical love and devotion. To concentrate on rendering the Lord's praises moves us heavenwards towards salvation. To listen to the gospel of the name spiritually transports us. To hear one's own self constantly repeating the name becomes as music to the ear. All our earthly needs of love, name, fame and wealth are contained in this one Guru-given expression of love and protection, the name. Please, Lord, try to find me a place within the circle of your saints. It will surely bring me to joy everlasting. Aspati 21 Our God is that same formless one who has existed from long before time started to run its course. He is the God who, stirring the primordial energies, caused the manifestation of his entire creation 
in every part of which he is reflected, always in, but never of it. In the great void, before even time existed, God was present but completely alone. In his will, he then created things for his own pleasure. In nothingness, what challenge is there? No one to do good or evil, no strife, no joy or sorrow, no manifestation in form or colour, just nothing. It was then that God came out of his meditative trance and created this universe. He regards it as his play, a play solely directed by himself. All creation is his alone. When God was all alone, where was heaven and where was hell? Where was mind and matter? What was bonded or free? What was fearful or unafraid? As long as God remained in the absolute, nothing else existed. So all we see and know about, all that we might in time come to learn about, are all in his wonders. All worked out by himself in his own abode in the realm of truth. When God in his void laid at ease, he wandered about himself as he was. It was then that he produced from himself his related self. For until that time he was completely unrelated to any spiritual, physical or mental condition. Who was there to be born or to die? Who to have a fear of death? Who was free or controlled? Who called on to render any hum heavenly account? For then there was only the one impersonal, incomprehensible God. During his period of brooding, God, as Lord of all, existed alone, as the formless one, absolute and unattached. There was no dirt, so nothing to be washed, no honour, so no dishonour, no one to be subject to sin or deceit, no physical cravings, so no physical satisfactions. He, the Creator, then brooded still further in his own light, as the only being that existed. This, the same Creator that we know, the cause of all causes beyond comprehension. In such solitude, his glory was all his. There were no reflections, no mortals to share it, no scriptures to reflect on and ponder over, no reading of good or bad omens, no one to be high or low, no servants or masters. With his indescribable wisdom still latent, he kept all his great designs to himself. Such a mystery we will never understand. He alone understands the complexities of his own being. As he remained alone, indeceivable, invulnerable and mysterious, his own gaze could only meet his own presence. There was no world of the senses, no one to be led astray by worldliness, no one to be anxious or carefree, nobody to preach or listen, only himself, the auspicious one, vastly infinite, highest of the high, he who alone can reach out to himself. Eventually, his play began. He reformed himself as the truth, as the name, as energy and as will. He made a mortal's world, supported by the senses, with distinctions of good and evil, heaven and hell. From this came the expansion into the rounds of temptation and the lures of worldliness, egoism, excessive attachment, doubt and fear, pain and pleasure, honour and dishonour, all with their finer distinctions devised by man. Nevertheless, this whole play is his. He enjoys it. He takes part in it. In his will, he can again withdraw it 
and return once more to his complete aloneness. One of his manifestations is in his devotee, for wherever the devotee is, there too he may be found. All his works are there to glorify his saints, for their glory is his glory. He himself selects their station, whether to be forever attached to him or to play an earthly role. Their performances are his joy. He himself, as the great dispenser, is the distributor of his creation. His ways and means are completely beyond our understanding. From a most humble slave, this, servant, this information is but a repetition of that suggested by him. Aspati 22 The Lord himself lives in all animate objects. His presence is discernible everywhere. His mark is irrefutable. God is present everywhere, in the speaker, in the listener, in unity, in diversity. Nothing is possible without him. By his wish, the universe was created. Likewise, in his wish, he can again withdraw it. Everything there is, is linked to him by the thread of his will. Only that person whose mind God himself opens can ever realize the ultimate value of the gift of the name. Once received, this gift will enable the chosen ones to look on all things with equanimity, as spiritually they can then overcome all obstacles. Everything that lives is under the Lord's ever-watchful eye. He is kind to all his creatures in distress. He protects the lowly and the lost. Those who come to him under his special protection will come to no harm, but those who deliberately turn away from him are as good as dead. To which other can they turn? God alone holds the key to all lives. He is with us everywhere. He is our constant fountain of bounties, goodness and generosity. He reigns supreme over all. As one of his most humble servants, make to him a constant oblation of your service. Only the Lord himself has any inner knowledge of his own affairs, for only he can be in all places at one and the same time. As a Lord of mercy, he is kind to all. He provides for us in every conceivable way. All his creatures, with any power of appreciation, look up to him. Whichever ones he chooses, he unites with himself. The selected ones then give themselves up to the Lord's love and the constant rendering of his praises. Through this practice, they come to realize that everything is of the one, this strengthening their belief to an absolute faith. With such a faith, the people of God give themselves completely to the name and will never want. As good servants, they will serve and know that their master will watch over their interests. In normal life, this is of prime consideration, since it will enable them to discard prejudice and hostility. They will live ever closer to the truth. They will radiate happiness in this world and will obtain peace in the next. God himself takes to himself only those that he chooses. It is only by entering into the fellowship with the holy that you may find earthly peace. There, rendering the praises of the all-peaceful Lord, you will come to evaluate the essence of the name. In your praising of God, using all the honeyed words, your soul will become emancipated. Make every use of this rare opportunity, for it can deliver you from spiritual darkness and ignorance. It will enable you to see with a wonderful clarity of vision 
the many reflections of God which every day surround us. To prepare for the next life, let the name become as one with your life, now. The words of the Guru will instruct you in the knowledge that leads to the truth. Become a merchant of God in this life. Call on the name to lessen your earthly pains and sorrows. Deal only in the truth, as that is the most acceptable commodity in heaven. Look to the name as to a guiding light. It will lead you safely home, and your wanderings will cease. If one severes one's ties with God, to what other can one become attached? Mortals on their own are helpless. Salvation only comes to those who in complete faith attach themselves to God. As the grace of God comes to them, so the bonds of worldliness will break, and they will be freed from fear in the sanctuary of the Lord. There is no pain. The heart, being named saturated, rests in peace. Worries disappear even as egoism and pride become subdued. In this newfound spiritual height, the Guru will watch over you and keep you in his special care. The wisdom of the Guru is perfect, so much so that even one glance from him is immortalizing. Even to see him can save a person from sin. His earthly representation is beyond compare. Godlike, creative, charming. His devotees are blessed as his own servants. Those mortals who truly cherish him in their hearts will not be visited by the angels of death. They will become immortal by finding through the Guru the gateway to a life everlasting. This wonderful opportunity is here for all who truly learn to love God through the teachings and the company of the Guru. As Paddy 23 Those eyes which become anointed with the balm of the Guru's word obtain new vision as his enlightenment dawns on them. Such is God's grace. O Nanak, runs the writ divine, this path to the truth, let it be thine. Through the Guru, we come to find God. He lives within us. Even the name on its own can be a source of all joy. Search deep within yourself. You will find him in the furthest recesses of your mind. Know that all there is, is in turn in the mind of God. When you find him, you will also learn of the true sweetness of the name. Divine harmonies will be enjoined in your now spiritually awakened mind. A feeling of ecstasy and wonder will envelop you. Only those granted this blessing can appreciate this newfound bliss. There is no place anywhere that is devoid of the presence of God. He is infinite in all his aspects. He permeates all nature's manifestations, trees, woods, streams, mountains, even blades of grass. He lives in all animate objects. He is contained in all the elements. All natural phenomena stems from his will. He is here, there, everywhere. Ponder over his omnipresence and with the grace of the Guru, find inner peace. The omnipresence of God is best exemplified by the sky at night. Who created and controls all those celestial bodies? Who determines their paths and differing conditions? This whole fabric of the entire universe is supported only by the will of God. Human effort to express this awe-inspiring awareness is manifest in all the holy books, which in turn center ultimately on the recognition of the one great, indivisible, incomprehensible God. Directing his own play, he remains forever detached 
he cannot be bought, for his worth is immeasurable. His reflection is in all light. When the Guru frees you from superstition, then this is understandable. The godly person learns to see God everywhere. They agree in the basic faith of all religions. Their life demonstrates their relationship to God. Their conversation is of the truth. Their ears hear only sweetness in all talk. Whatever befalls them, they accept with tranquility, for they know that God is at the root of all things, in all conditions. That is the way of those who come to know God. They enchant whoever they meet. The reflection of the truth is the reflection of God himself. Everything born of him can only be of the truth, for he himself and his works are infinite. His powers are manifold and beyond calculation. He is everywhere, all the time. So who is near and who is far from him? Within the limits of our present understanding, his presence can only be recognized by man, for only in mortals can we observe the changes when they become graced by God. God's manifestations are incalculable. He motivates all the elements. He looks out of all eyes. He is contained in the whole of creation. His voice is in the utterance of all his praises, even as his ear is in the ear of the listener. He prompts the activities of all as his play proceeds. He acts many parts, intermingling with all. All are at his command. They come and go only in his will. When it becomes his wish, the play will end. Then he will draw all things back into himself again. Since he is the truth, nothing coming from him can of itself be evil. Who are we to know the thinking behind his plays, to know of his intent, to understand his purpose? As he is woven himself into the fabric of his creation, there can be nothing outside of himself, so no one can ever know the extent or condition of his being. All we know is that in his plays, not always by us understood, he alone determines what is evil and what is good. May peace descend on those who understand the import of this psalm. God himself will cherish those who make their hearts a dwelling place for him. They will obtain spiritual wealth, physical well-being, honor in his court and union in this life. So blessed become the understanding ones that they could redeem the world through their ministry. The vibrations of godliness emanating from their person and their words will thrill all people, so bringing many to redemption. To such mortals, let us bow our heads in wonder. Ashpadi 24 In life, many people try very hard to understand the portents of the name. Finally, when their time of realization comes and they are enfolded in the arms of the Lord, they render to him this song of his perfections. Regard as your primary duty the understanding of the perfect Guru's teachings. Resulting from this, you will begin to observe the Lord all about you in all circumstances. Learn to call on him at all times. Subdue your ego and your pride, so that you may stand suppliant before him with a quiet mind. Dismiss worldly ambition and seek humility at the saint's feet, for in the company of the holy you may cross the turbulent ocean of life in safety. Then, as now, be ever thankful to the Guru, who has given you so much divine wealth. Through following the Guru's teachings, you will obtain health, joy and serenity. During your contemplations under his direction of the Supreme Lord, think of that Lord, who in all his diversity still remains the only one. 
Think of him as the destroyer of pain and the dispenser of mercy, compassionate to the poor and sustainer of the universe. Think of him repeatedly in this manner, so that as you render his praises, your soul will rise in triumph to his celestial heights, except that praising God is sustenance for your soul. The sublimity of the Guru's word is unsurpassable. Contained in it are uncountable pearls of wisdom, knowledge and understanding. Saturate yourselves in them. Live by their teaching. Become a saved one. Your heart will then overflow with its love for God. A new radiance in you will encourage others to tread the same path. Your ministry will improve as you continue to spread the word. You will be welcomed everywhere. Your heart's answer will be to thank God for his bestowal of his grace on you. With God visibly manifesting you and your works, many will be saved. Many are the mortals who, hearing from the Guru how kind and merciful the Lord is, come to seek refuge with him. Hearing their supplications for mercy, the Lord takes them into his care. There, as they repeatedly call on the name, their inner worldly aggressions dissipate and they eventually become more of God's true servants. In this manner, they complete a course of worldly service during which they have continuous recourse to the name for support as worldly temptations leave them. By keeping to this path under the direction of a now police guru, their journey through life is completed in safety and they reach their eternal home. All this is only possible through the kindness of a most merciful Lord. Let us therefore, as Guru Grace mortals, join together in rendering the praises of the Lord. This psalm of peace itself contains essential knowledge about the name and its praising. By understanding fully its implications, a mortal will not only become spiritually uplifted, but as he rises ever higher on account of spiritual awareness, so his acceptability in the world will increase. Once this is achieved, there is no turning back, for he will have achieved his true reward in this life, the true wealth of the name. This is a message which this psalm of peace seeks to convey. It is through the continued reading, correct interpretation and understanding of this psalm of peace that the enjoyment of one's assets may be better appreciated. Comfort and peace, cultural experience, learning, devotion, service, meditation, general education, beauty, intellect and wisdom. The appreciation of all things is enhanced as the soul becomes ever more enlightened. Detachment, tranquility and spiritual serenity will pervade the mind. All this will come to those who truly try to understand this psalm of peace and the name as given to them by the Guru. Under whatever circumstances a person may be, the instructions contained in this psalm of peace can only better them. Regard this as a sublime writing in praise of God. It extols the constant repetition of the name, that same which is the basis of all religious teachings. Pray that you may be blessed by the bestowal of His grace by God Himself. Even the healing touch of his saints can nullify your sins and take you out of the round for transmigration. Avail yourselves now of this opportunity. They who understand this psalm of peace and give it a permanent place in their lives will come into communion with the Lord. As the name becomes your only master, so your life will improve. No more backsliding, only ever forward, to the final consummation of an ever more divinely inspired life the resulting increased purity of life, the messages of divinely inspired words and the improved serenity of character will bring such a person to be regarded as a saint. Thus, an earthly life can become crowned with glory, just as this hymn has tried so hard to explain. Vaheguru Ji Ka Khalsa, Vaheguru Ji Ki Fateh.